So there's a lot of things that we can carry in our heart because our hearts are containers and they accumulate. When we say heart, I mean uh, the consciousness. We're conscious living beings and we uh, have a recording device actually, the mind, the chitta, the mind uh, records everything that comes in from the outside world, both in the form of sound and sense impulses. And then uh, from that mind where it's accepted or rejected, it's passed up into the booty of the intelligence that discriminates about it. And then the intelligence is, as Prabhupada writes in the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the next door neighbor of the spiritual soul. And then uh, we're observing all these, as the soul, we're observing all these subtleties on the uh, surface of the, the mind and the intelligence. And um, we accumulate so many different impressions over many, many lifetimes. And in the 17th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about how because of the result of association over many, many lifetimes, we develop a particular nature. And that nature is, uh, he says, Shradomayo yam purushaha. The person is made of his or her um, predisposition, uh, and it's in the form of faith or shraddha that one is predisposed in a certain way uh, towards um, particular modes of nature, actually. And so the heart determines also uh, the direction that we go in life. What we decide to do or not do is based on our faith, and that's based on our association with the three modes of material nature. So um, there's a way in which the process of uh, bhakti yoga means to restore the original condition of the heart uh, to its pristine nature. As Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Cheto Dharpana Marjanam, the heart uh, or the, the consciousness is like a mirror. And when it's dirty from all these previous impressions, we see ourselves in, in the way that is erroneous. I think I'm a man or a woman or a cat or a dog. And I have many impressions, even as a man or a woman or a dog, I have um, attraction to certain kinds of sense objects and so forth. But through the process of purification, the, especially by the chanting of the holy names, the, the mirror of the heart can become cleansed. And then we can uh, see ourselves for what we are, and that is uh, in our eternal nature as pure, pure spirit souls. And we have a nature that is Krishnera Nityadas, eternally servants of Krishna. Um, from the position of Brahma Bhuta Prasanatma Nashochati Nakankshati Samak Sarveshu Bhuteshu Madbhaktim Labhate Param means when we're purified from our association with the modes of material nature, and we rise to the position of our spiritual nature, then we can enter into the 
position of bhakti, mad bhaktim labhate param, then you can, uh, you're free to engage in, in bhakti undistracted by the modes of material nature. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught the simple process of having a song in your heart. You have to have the right song. There's a lot of songs we can sing. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was speaking with Ramananda Roy, he asked him, what is the best song? And, and Ramananda Roy said, the best song uh, is a, are the, the best songs are the songs about Radha and Krishna. And out of all those songs, the best song is the Hare Krishna Mahamantra because this is about uh, Radha and Krishna. So to uh, have a song in one's heart, uh, the song, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, to keep that there, to enthrone the song of the Hare Krishna Mantra in one's heart, means to cleanse the mirror of the heart, and it also means to invite Krishna to stay within the heart permanently. So... The process of bhakti means uh, to hear about Krishna, uh, hear the holy name, and then chant the holy name, or to hear about Krishna's lila and instructions, and then re repeat them to others. And the, the, re the repetition of what we've heard uh, for the benefit of others was glorified by the gopis. In fact, uh, in the... Tenth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. We know this song, Tavakatam Ritam Taptajivanam Kaviriditam Kalamashapaham Shravanamangalam Srimadatatam Bhubigurnantiye Bhudija Dajana. Those who are very merciful uh, distribute the, the holy name to others. They're Bhudija. Buridajana, they're very merciful personalities. They're the most merciful persons. Bhuvigurnantiye. Uh, they're engaged in Shravanamangalam, hearing the all auspicious pastimes of the Lord and then distributing them to others. And that um, is the topmost. Those people are the topmost. So Sanatan Goswami, in, in commenting on this, says in his commentary in the Bhagavatam, that there's no effort required for hearing Krishna Kata. No effort required for Krishna Kata. The meaning manifests by its own power, not a through qualification. There is no dependence even on understanding the meaning. Hearing itself is auspicious. So if one lends oneself to hearing on a regular basis, don't worry about the intellectual exercise of understanding it immediately. But if you become a submissive hearer, then there's a way in which we naturally become elevated. Krishna is in the sound vibration. He manifests within our hearts. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard the verse, Tavakatamritam, from... Maharaj Prataparudra, who uh, had been advised to uh, sing this set of verses to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he was in the Jagannath Balab Gardens, resting in order to get the Lord's favor. Lord Chaitanya heard these verses from the 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. He said, uh, 
tumi more dile bahu amulia ratana. Mor kichu dite nahi duli langana. Upon hearing the verse recited by the king, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, You have given me invaluable gems, but I have nothing to give you in return. Therefore, I am simply embracing you. So the, those who are advancing on the path to devotional service and are engaged in the process of chanting Hare Krishna and hearing the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita, nectar of devotion and so forth, they uh, can tell how they're advancing by, to the degree that they're uh, feeling that these are invaluable gems. And this is a very uh, auspicious position to be in because when I'm feeling the value of Krishna Kata and seeing that, that these are invaluable gems, then one also sees uh, how the relative world is simply something that slips through my fingers. This body, the mind, my accumulation of wealth, it's all uh, something that's coming and going by the dictates of the material nature. We really can't uh, hold on to it. Uh, we do the best we can to hold this body together, to keep our wealth together, to keep our families together and so forth, but they slip through our fingers. We can't, we can't hold them. It becomes very frustrating. Uh, but uh, if someone is, is able to mine the wealth of the Shastras and, and feel that this is the most valuable thing, then that person becomes very fortunate because what else do you need uh, except a pair of ears and the desire to hear that makes you very, very fortunate. So uh, in relation to Alochitanya, the Srila Prabhupada uh, writes about how um, his mercy is, uh, he says, is automatically a manifest in the lives of those who uh, listen to his pastimes and follow his process. This comes up in uh, the Majalila, chapter 14, text number 16, in relationship to Lord Chaitanya's mercy. Kaviraj Goswami says, uh, Four things about the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One is that his mercy acts automatically. The second is that it never goes in vain. The third is it's recorded in a spiritual account. And the fourth is it will fructify in due time. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself spoke about how uh, as devotees, we have to be gardeners. We, we, uh, we get the seeds from a, a benevolent devotee, and we plant them in our garden. The seeds come in the form of instructions. And if we're, we're submissive to hearing these instructions from an elevated devotee, then those instructions become the, the, our goal in life. And this means the seed is planted. When we have that sense that there, there's the, no other goal in life except to attain Krishna Prema. And there's no other process to do it except for the process given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu coming through the Guru Parampara, down from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, through the Goswamis, through my present representatives. Uh, and when we 
when we have this feeling, this is uh, shraddha, uh, firm faith, that just by following this process, then I'll become advanced in devotional service. And uh, when we then take it up and begin to practice, even hesitatingly or even imperfectly, we should know the, that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy will act automatically in our life. Just as when you get good seeds, if you know or not know, or do not know, but you plant the seeds and you begin to water them, uh, you don't know how the seeds are going to grow exactly. Uh, you're not so much involved in the engineering part of how to fit a tree into a seed. Krishna's already done that. But if you do it uh, according to the instructions that you're getting to the best of your ability, you're going to see that the seeds will sprout. It's a great miracle. So in the same way, by the Shravanadi Jal, the process of hearing and chanting in the association of uh, Lord Chaitanya's devotees, then automatically it will, it will start to grow. And um, then um, we have to be careful of the weeds because uh, any gardener knows that if you leave your garden for a little while, uh, without a care, then the weeds will choke it out. And it doesn't matter how far, you, how far along you are with your garden. Your garden can be very advanced, a pristine garden, but as soon as you leave it alone and there's no gardener there to watch out, then you're going to find that the, the weeds take over. There's all kinds of um, little uh, critters that want to come in and take your garden. In, my, in, in our gardening experience here, uh, you know, we plant many different kinds of vegetables. In fact, recently, Janu Muni sent me a, a hundred different packets of, of seeds. I have to find space to, uh, to plant all these vegetables and flowers somewhere here. Uh, but uh, as soon as you start planting uh, tasty little things out there, then everybody wants a, a piece of them. There are slugs and there are snails. So somebody called me yesterday, actually, Actually, to ask me, uh, uh, she said, I have a, I have a slug problem. This is the, an old acquaintance of mine. And, and said, what do I do? And I said, well, first of all, you know, you can't kill them because they're little vegans. Who wants to kill a little snail or, or a slug? You know, they're innocent little creatures. And um, you look at them, they're actually kind of cute if you look at them up close. They just go around and eat vegetable diet all day. So um, you can't just... Uh, in any good consciousness hurt them. So you have to go out, I told her, with a flashlight uh, early in the morning when it's still, the garden's still moist, or in the middle of the night, you have to go out there. And you have to take them one by one, very gently by hand, and uh, put them in a box, and then transport them somewhere else where they can uh, have an all-you-can-eat um, and uh, let them loose. So if you do this a bit, uh, diligently, then you'll, you'll be able to move these uh, little critters somewhere else and you won't have it in your garden. So I did this for years. I found that the snails and slugs would just eat all the little um, plants that were coming up, especially when they're young, they're vulnerable. And so I was diligent in going out every night and making sure that I thinned out the population until there was no more. Now um, there are barely any slugs or snails because I transported them all 
to Washington Park and told them that uh, you can feel free to um, have all you can eat. It's like a all you can eat salad bar out there with no no price. But just don't eat these because they're for Gornitai. And now they're gone. So in a similar way, we have to be vigilant with the uh, with the weeds and the, the little critters who come into our bhakti garden in the form of all kinds of crazy desires, distractions. And these pop up in uh, ways that we can't even imagine because they're all imprinted in our mind stuff. It's recorded in there. And so we have to, to not be distracted by them and one by one, very gently remove them from our lives and go on with the process of gardening so that the, the plants can get nice and uh, strong, their root system goes down and they can grow up. And then, uh, even then, we have to be careful because other kinds of cre creatures will come when they get old, uh, when the plants grow a little bigger and they'll, they'll want to devour it. So uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says you have to be careful about that. And that's the work that we have to do. So, um, Srila Prabhupada writes about how those who are followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu must receive the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. And uh, as was the case with, with Maharaj Prachaparudra. And uh, Prabhupada writes that a little sincere, if you're a little sincere, and you make sincere efforts, this will convince the Lord that uh, we are a proper candidate for returning home back to Godhead. He says a little sincere, just try to be a little sincere and show the Lord through our efforts that we're sincere. So this is what we do as devotees. We have to be a little sincere and we have to show our sincere sincerity. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, again, acts automatically. It never goes in vain. It's recorded in a spiritual account and it will fructify in due, due course of time. But we have to be sincere and we have to try sincerely. Even if we feel like we can't do it, uh, it's out of my, it's over my head. Uh, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> I can't quite do this. Still just try, be sincere because Lord Chaitanya's mercy will act automatically. So uh, an example is given by, by Prachaparudra Maharaj. Mahaprabhu at first rejected him. He says, uh, I can't see you. You can't see me. You're a king. I don't want to come near you. But then gradually, Maharaj Prachaparudra won over Lord Chaitanya by his sincere effort. So one of the ways he showed his sincerity was by becoming a sweeper. And uh, he swept with a, a broom, the pathway in front of Lord Jagannath's cart. And, and Prabhupada writes about this. He says, when Marj Prataparuja became a menial sweeper, he said, Lord Chaitanya's mercy became a solid fact. He used these words. It became a solid fact in the life of Marj Prataparuja. Solid fact. So we want Lord Chaitanya's mercy to become a solid fact in our life. And how do we do that? Well, you don't have to be a great scholar. You don't have to ha be born in a certain family. You don't have to be expert. You can be a, a great fool. But 
if you are sincere and you do some menial service for the Lord and his devotees, then it can become a solid fact in your life. And that's the most auspicious thing. So Kaviraj Goswami writes about this. He says, Deka, uh, just see, Chaitanya Kripa Mahabala. Just see how powerful is the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Even a little bit of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy serves as a great asset for spiritual advancement. So we uh, may not have any qualification at all. And in fact, in Kali Yuga, this is a foregone conclusion. But we have Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his mercy. And uh, it is a Kripa Mahabhala. It's so strong. The Kripa of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so strong that uh, anyone can be lifted up. So, Chait so when Srila Prabhupada came to America, he knew this. And therefore, he wasn't afraid to lift up all kinds of so-called untouchable people to the highest position of life, that is, preachers of the, the cult of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who had spread it all over the world. And those who were sincere, uh, and they tried, and they did menial To have projects that would uh, go all over the world. Today is the uh, Vyasa Puja of His Holiness Jai Pataka Swami. And uh, he came from an apparently ordinary background in America, but he met Srila Prabhupada and then through his uh, sincere endeavor and his uh, practice of devotional service by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he became one of the mainstays for the Krishna consciousness movement all over the world with uh, sincere followers who are carrying on the tradition of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's, it's a significant uh, branch of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's tree uh, coming out of ISKCON. And uh, today we offer our humble, respectful obeisances to His Holiness Jai Pataka Swami. Who else? Uh, the Americans who went there and then learned Bengali. Uh, Learning a second language is no joke. What to speak of learning it fluently and then being able to preach so that uh, the Bengalis will come and swoon when they hear, they see uh, an effulgent American sitting down and then speaking uh, in their own language, knowing everything about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nityananda and speaking in their own language. And then they become enamored and then thousands, tens of thousands come to surrender to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Only an empowered representative of the Lord can do such a thing. And that comes from the automatic mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for, for one who is sincere. And then just tries to put his or her uh, effort into some menial service to spread the, the, the um, movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So uh, today let us glorify his Holiness Jai Pataka Swami on his most divine auspicious Jyas Puja appearance day. So, um, so Lord Chaitanya, um, the great lesson, unless you get the blessings for anything important, significant, it has no meaning or substance. So, 
unless we get those blessings from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, whatever we do in our life, ultimately, we can become a big politician with many followers. We can become very wealthy. Uh, we can become big philanthropists or, or uh, some uh, position in the material world, but ultimately it has no meaning or significance unless we add the, the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So now before I go to the next section, we'll take some reflections or questions. <coughs> Dear devotees, you can unmute yourself and um, ask, share your reflections. Um, so, so Maharaj, go ahead, Kautu Karnapuru. Maharaj, uh, I like, thank you for the session. I like the point that uh, even you if come I, a little closer to your speaker so we can hear your realization. Yeah, I like the point that uh, even if we don't feel like I feel uh, I can't do this or it's above my pay grade, as you said, <laughs> uh, but still I should try. Uh, I should uh, be sincere and by Lord Chaitanya's mercy. Uh, it can happen. So I have seen many times when we go for book distribution. Uh, I, I I have a set time when I go to for book distribution, and I I feel that oh maybe I should not go today, or uh, there is something else. My mind is telling me I should go there or I should do something other else. But when when I go go out, uh, just depending on Lord Chaitanya, there is always something uh, that happens. In the on the Sanketan, we meet at least one such person who makes me feel that oh, this was worth worth coming. So, yes, yeah. it's a very good point. That's something I liked. Yeah. So we could see um, those who are sincere; they go on no matter what the external obstacles. For instance, you see um, His Holiness Jayapataka Swami. He had a stroke, and he. Uh, and anybody else you think like, oh, stroke, now you can just retire and um, do something else. Or what will you do now to spread the movement? What to then speak of, uh, then organs fail, you have to have them replaced and so forth. But there's no uh, stopping. He simply keeps going and uh, spreading the Christian consciousness movement. So just recently when this coronavirus started, I saw on the uh, leadership GBC conference, He's constantly thinking and churning ideas like, okay, what are we going to do now? What's the, how are we going to keep spreading the holy name all, all over the world? And so whatever one's uh, situation, whether one's body is compromised, whether things look futile, whether there's some financial difficulty, Prabhupada had a severe financial difficulty. He had his money all invested in his business. And then the business failed. So then he had no money, <laughs> nothing. This can happen in life at any time. Uh, health can fail, finances can fail. In fact, it will. Everything fails in this world, no matter how, uh, how you try to hold it together. But uh, if we have this sincere idea that I'm going to follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and through his representatives, I'm going to spread the Krishna consciousness movement, to the best of my ability from whatever I have, then Krishna, Lord Chaitanya's mercy will, will act automatically. He'll empower us. So we can be in a wheelchair, we can, be, uh, we can lose our speech, we can lose our, whatever it is, material facility, if we're sincere, then, then um, Mahaprabhu will empower us. 
So we've been given a chance to um, uh, show our sincerity by, by standing up to whatever kinds of obstacles or limitations appear, appear, appear to be there. So Kautikana Kapu, as you're talking about, it seems like difficult to walk out the door. Uh, how am I going to do this? But you go anyway. And then you go and you try something, and then you see that Mahaprabhu's mercy becomes manifest automatically. And every day we have to challenge ourselves throughout this lifetime. And by that, we become strong in Krishna consciousness by seeing how Mahaprabhu's mercy is, is everything. All these other material facilities, they're not guaranteed, but Mahaprabhu's mercy, that's guaranteed if you simply are sincere and do menial service. Thank you. Let's see if there's any more um, reflections. Hare Krishna. Maharaj, I really like the point that I, like, I really like the point when you said Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. You gave those four points that's automatic, it never goes in vain, it is recorded in your spiritual account, and it fructifies in time. It was very hopeful for me because a lot of times when we do service, because we, our mind is trained to expect immediate instant results. We ask ourselves, oh, like I have I've heard so many people say, I'm doing my japa, but why am I not progressing? And sometimes I wonder, I'm doing my service. Um, Marat says, do the best you can from where you are. And to the best of my knowledge, I'm doing that, but why am I not moving forward? And it was so wonderful to hear you say that, you know, it fructifies in time. We cannot demand things to happen when we want them to happen. But his, his mercy is a solid fact. It's there, it's accumulating, and when the cup overflow, overflows, then you will get that mercy that you need. My question was, does that mercy apply to every part of our life? Like sometimes I notice that our chanting is not really that good. Well, you know, you keep doing it and then you do your service. And over time, does it overflow into your chanting as well? Or is it a separate factor altogether? No, nothing separate. Everything relates to everything else. In other words, it's all, it's all interconnected. And, and my point is that Every discipline or lack of discipline in our life will affect us systemically in all different ways. Uh, so our service will help our chanting and our chanting will help our service. And, and also, as you mentioned in the beginning, the science of seeds, the, the seeds we plant, uh, that they'll have an effect. In fact, this is uh, mentioned in the Bhagavatam in the sixth canto that we have all, all these uh, seeds of uh, sinful activities from previous lives and maybe this life as well. And these things have an effect. You can get rid of them by prayaschitta, which means just mow them down. But then when the next rain comes, they come back up again. They're very difficult to get rid of. And this is also, we can see during this uh, virus epidemic, pandemic, that uh, some seeds and they get passed on, and it's very subtle. It starts from a subtle level. We can't even see these little uh, devices that are loose in the world, but they have their effect externally. So everything that we do has an effect. So on a very subtle level, when we're doing menial service, when we're practicing chanting with attention, those are planting these very powerful seeds, and they will fructify, and they will grow in our life. So we have to keep introducing those amidst all the other um, jungle of, of other kinds of uh, seeds that we've planted before. But the, uh, the power of the bhakti seed is that we'll vanquish all the other ones if we keep investing in it. Thank I you. Also, I want to also share, Maharaj, that you know, I, I, I hope it's helpful for everybody else. 
yeah, I, I plan to do this reading. I plan to do that. I print out all these sheets of shlokas that you tell us to do and the chat and this and that. And I had a bundle full and I was looking at them thinking, I should just throw this away. I'm never going to make that cut and I won't reach it. And then this happened. I was stuck at home and I had these hours in the morning. And when I opened the book, I, I, I was ready. I had all these shlokas printed and everything was ready. And I was amazed that, you know, if you just hold on to the stuff that you've collected, the good seeds, just don't give up and you keep holding on to them. A time will come when, the, I mean, I was just amazed that it was ready for me and I could just read through them every day. It was amazing for me to realize that everything had a plan. Yes. That's a really nice lesson to learn. We may not be able to fully manifest all our practices of devotional service at the, at the certain point of our life, but if we keep them in place, then the time will come when we'll be able to mature and take full advantage of them. Look, we have Vaikuntha Nayaka, Prabhu, all the way from Mysore. Hare Krishna. I, uh, the point that you mentioned about uh, the mind being a kind of a recording device, that uh, really struck me. And a couple of other points that you told that uh, you might not know how it's working, but then uh, the science behind it or something, but it works. And the latest point that you mentioned that, okay, um, that you might have put something in the mind many uh, months back or years ago, but then it will uh, now show up, right? I was thinking how this is so similar to YouTube, right? Um, the videos that YouTube recommends for you are not random. Uh, they are based on the conscious choices I made. And sometimes the choices I made uh, many years ago, YouTube still remembers it and says, hey, maybe you would like to see that. And if you are not liking the recommendations, uh, you can keep complaining or you can take a conscious decision to make uh, intelligent choices of the videos that you see and uh, YouTube constantly notes it down and show and that I guess is like the Chetso Darpana Marjanam and uh, you get a new uh, set of videos in your feed. So I thought uh, how the YouTube uh, is so similar to the way the mind works like you know that with the, all that artificial intelligence Krishna's natural intelligence is so brilliant. Absolutely. This is such a good example. And it, the way advertising is nowadays, isn't it? That if you, if you look at a backpack online, then for the next uh, 10 years, every time you come to another page, backpacks will come up. How about this backpack? How about that pack? Blue? Red? And so our mind does that too. It's very uh, um, detailed in that way. So these are, these are mentioned by Krishna in the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. He talks about Purva Samskara. The, the, the previous impressions, they have a great effect on us. So it takes a practice to replace those with the, with the new impressions about uh, the chanting of the holy name. They, see, every sensual experience we've ever had gets recorded. And we remember those things. You might just be sitting there doing uh, a, an innocuous activity and then all of a sudden a sense desire comes into your mental system. That Remember when you tasted this? Remember when you looked at that? And then it'll suggest to you, why don't you do it again? And if you do it again, then it becomes a stronger impression. 
And that's how people become addicted to something. They do it again and again and again, and then the impression becomes so strong that they can't stop doing it. Even when the booty comes and says, don't do this anymore, you're killing yourself. He said, I can't stop, it's too strong. So this is an acute form of uh, material attachment that takes place within the mind, through the agency of the mind. But this can be overwritten, as you're pointing out, by uh, taking up the, the impressions, getting new impressions of my connection with Krishna. And then also, as Krishna mentions, by detachment. We're practicing detachment uh, through concentration on hearing Krishna Kata or hearing Krishna's holy name, even despite the fact that there are distractions around. When I make the conscious decision to keep hitting that button that, no, I'm going to listen to this and not to that other noise, then as a, after a while, as you're pointing out, then the selection choices, they all start coming up, the same thing. All the YouTube shows are like, oh, you want to hear from, uh, <laughs> from this devotee, that devotee, here's something else for you. And uh, that's a, a really apt example that we can all relate to. Thank you very much, Vaikuntha Naika. Well done. Has there Any... some comments on Facebook? Yes, let's hear the comments on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, so this morning, Madhav Prem Prabhu and um, Padma Kumari Mataji are monitoring the Facebook, and they have sent me these messages. The first one is from Grail Rasangi Lewis Mataji. She says, love it. Remove the little critters gently. Ah, uh, yeah. You're vegans. How can you get angry with them? They're just trying to have a little snack. <laughs> and then along, that, along the same topic of snails, there is some advice from Bhakta Alex Zharino. He says that marigold flowers help keeping the snails away from cabbage. Well, that's nice, except for the fact when they're young that they eat the marigolds too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you, that's good advice. We have Preeti Radhika Mataji, and she says that she really likes that with sincerity, we can become a good candidate for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, which is automatic and goes into our spiritual account. I think oh, yeah. this point pleased everybody. And I was also thinking about like contrasting that with the material world, that in the material world, whatever you do, for example, if you're at work and you work really hard, then things don't come automatically. You have to toot your horn. You have to kind of, you know, um, butter up your boss and then you get the things. But here, the automatic thing kind of struck that, you know, if you are doing the things sincerely and right, then Chaitanya Mahavaru takes care of you. So that was, you know, that's right. That's why there's nobody better than Lord Chaitanya. <laughs> so true. everyone should take shelter of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, and, and just take shelter of his lotus feet. Tirtaspuram Shiva Varinji Nutam Sharanyam. Even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva know this. And therefore, they understand that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet are the sum total of all the holy places. So even if you're stuck in your home in Northern California, in Mysore, in uh, uh, you know North Carolina, all these places, then um, Fremont. I'm trying to recognize all everybody here. If you take shelter of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it means that you're going to all the holy places. Go ahead, Shrona. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Maharaj. Um, and then Bhaktin Kamla says that she her reflection is that we have to water the right seeds in our heart. The right seeds. Yes. 
Hare Krishna Malini, good to see you. Is that your kitchen or is that one of those fancy backdrops, virtual backdrops? No, this is the kitchen. That's the real thing, huh? That's a nice kitchen you got there. All right, go right ahead. A, I was saying we should make our, her kitchen as a backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like the point that you mentioned that there's no effort required uh, for hearing the sound vibration of Krishna Katha. Um, because um, most of the times ha what happens is when you're trying to read something, trying to remember or memorize, it actually doesn't um, stick to your heart so much. But submissive hearing, just for the sake of hearing, actually, because Krishna is there within the sound vibration, then automatically he will manifest. So that was a very powerful point. Isn't it though? Yeah. Yes. I'll read it again yeah. for you. Sanatan Goswami writes in relationship to the Tavakatamritam verse, there is no effort required for hearing Krishna Kata. The meaning manifests by its own power, not through qualification. There is no dependence even on understanding the meaning. Hearing itself is auspicious. Isn't that nice? Yeah. And I was also thinking of all the people who get the books um, and even though they don't understand, if they just try to read, then it will automatically manifest in their hearts. Oh yeah, this is, this is uh, see, we're getting information from our environment all the time, but what is the quality of the information? For instance, if you tune into CNN, you get information, but it's very motivated. They're thinking about how to present it in a certain way because they, they want to get money back in return. And so they have to be motivated. Avaishnava makun girnam putam harikatam ritam shavanam naiva kartavyam sarpochista yatapaya. Sanatan Goswami says if somebody's giving you information, but they have some materialistic motivation behind it, then it's going to have a bad effect. So now, where do you get your information from? Now, this is mentioned in, in all realms, all the, the various. Um, schools of thought in and the darshans for instance uh vedavyas and vedanta and the patanjali in his yoga teaching the, the psychology of yoga in the mind how do you get the mind to go in a better direction get better information where do you get it from shastra so they all point this out swadhyaya mm -hmm. means that you have to hear from shastra every day because that's the best information. It's coming down to us from a pristine source. And so when you get that and you feed it into your mind, whether you know or not know, you're reprogramming, reprogramming your mind to a higher level of thought. And you can feel this. If you read, for instance, the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, where Krishna's talking about how you should be determined, how you should go back again and again to hearing the holy name, and being uh, fixed and uh, you'll actually by hearing it you'll start to develop the qualities because your intelligence <clears throat> intelligence is mostly made um, it's a material object but it's made in a subtle way mostly predominance <clears throat> is of satvagun and when you hear the the transcendental literature it appeals to the buddhi the buddhi likes that because it's in a very high mode originally it just gets contaminated and then it misdirects us. So when we expose ourselves to hearing these uh, transcendental sound vibrations from the Shastra, we can reprogram our intelligence, and then it becomes very deliberate. 
that uh, now actually instead of doing the wrong thing i want to do the right thing that's where the strength comes from so in order to practice even meditation in the yoga sutras it's mentioned by patanjali every day it's not just sitting there and meditating you actually have to hear shastra every day <clears throat> in order to be strengthened thank you there's a follow-up yes. question to what you were mentioning. There's a follow-up there. Um, yes. and the question is that, does this mean that the Sanskrit prayers also work without understanding the meaning? Oh, yes. They're very powerful. But the more you, the more you imbibe the meaning, the more it will go deeply into the, the buddhi. I mean, the, the sound vibration itself is definitely purifying. But we should... Why do you think Prabhupada took the trouble to put the word-for-word -word meanings? If it was just good enough, he would just say, you know, put the, the Sanskrit or the translation. But he wanted us every day to go into the meaning itself because uh, it's very entertaining, actually. When you hear, uh, oh, this word means this, that word means that, it all makes sense, it fits together, then uh, we start to develop what's called vivek. Our buddhi uh, develops discrimination. And we start saying this, not that. And, and it becomes very, um, uh, uh, we become very deliberate in the way that we're moving around. Are those, um, are, are you getting Rasa Malai, Kita Priya? <laughs> I saw some Rasa Malai over there. Anyway, so, Hare Krishna. Mara, there are more comments coming on Facebook, but I think Madhav Govinda Prabhu wanted to go on Zoom. Madhav Govinda, are you in Canada? Yes, Maharaj. It looks very uh, effulgent up there. <laughs> yeah. Like you're almost like hovering in the, you know, above you've gone beyond the viraja. <laughs> and now you're in the <laughs> spiritual the effulgence the of the spiritual world. Please tell us. What I was actually, yes. I was just appreciating the point that you mentioned that how when we are hearing Krishna Katha, it's like having valuable gems. And when you have those gems, then all the others things we can understand that are slipping away you know, or all the other things that will be there <laughs> yeah that's right and then uh, you you actually feel wealthy no matter where you are is it the wealth of the the brahmanas don't need anything because they're already wealthy but their wealth comes from being uh, fully absorbed in bhagavatam and they're they're feeling that okay i'm happy because i have this and then what else do you need in life just Prabhupada mentions one Brahmana, he, uh, he was so poor, he was teaching students and they, they could only give tiny little bit in, as Dakshina. And so every day, all he'd have some rice and some tamarind leaves. And that's all, that's all they could afford. And someone came and said, oh, let us, you know, uh, get you a better place, better food and everything like that. He said, oh, I'm, ha I'm happy. I'm teaching Bhagavatam and I have rice with tamarind. You know, what else do you need? <laughs> In life, so this is the the self the satisfaction of somebody who has these gems. Thank you. Nice points. Good to see you. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Guru Pranam. Jai. Maharaj, I just uh, out of the uh, lecture, what I heard, what really actually made an impression on me is that uh, one has to do menial service. And that's the way to uh, get Lord Chaitanya's mercy, and uh, and the uh, Lord Chaitanya's mercy um, 
manifest by itself, like its own power, not by qualification. That's right. Yes. So menial means uh, something that's uh, very simple. You're doing it by hand labor. And uh, if you do that, then the natural satisfaction arises in the heart because Lord Chaitanya's mercy. Yeah. I also, uh, well, interesting thing is that I, I, a few days ago, I was reading about Jay Pataka Maharaj and, and it so happened that today morning I thought about him and then you mentioned in the lecture and I read that Jay Pataka Maharaj was actually, uh, is actually Lord Chaitanya's, uh, one of Chait Lord Chaitanya's, uh, you know, confidential associates. That's what I was reading. Well, Prabhupada writes about this in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He gives an astounding purport where he mentions uh, Naratam Das Thakur's uh, bhajan, uh, Gorangera Duti Pada. And there, um, this is a mention of uh, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he appeared. These are all liberated souls. But then Naratam Das Thakur goes on to say, and Prabhupada elaborates upon this in his purport that don't think that only those who were there present with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were these uh, liberated souls, but anyone who's engaging wholeheartedly in the service of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan movement also is counted as one of the eternal associates of the Lord. He even calls Nitya Siddha. So this is the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that those who enter into this ocean of Sankirtan they are picked up by his mercy and carried to the highest position. And Prabhupada mentions in the Upadesha Amrita that the qualification you can see for someone who's on the highest position of devotional service is he or she's thinking 24 hours a day about how to spread the Krishna consciousness movement. So this is how Maharaj thinks. He's always thinking, his mind, his intelligence is only there for thinking like how to spread Krishna consciousness, how to, how to make other people uh, come to this, how to make sure more people get books, how to, how to make sure other people get trained and so forth. That's the hallmark of the most advanced devotee, how many devotees that he or she can make. Another point? Maharaj? Yes? This is Tadiya Sevdas. Um, Hare Krishna. Maharaj, um, Mahaprabhu, um, I hear, um, I, I remember Mahaprabhu's instruction, Pramanda Brahmati Kona Bhagyavan Jivaha, Guru Krishna Prasadi Paya Bhakti Latabhya. I was just thinking, there are so many jivas within this material creation, you know, they're taking birth and they're dying. You know, recently we see, even from coronavirus, people are dying like birds, you know, in countries like Italy and Spain. But uh, how many of them, have really gotten the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we are so fortunate that we, by the mercy of maybe our Agnata Sukriti or by the mercy of Guru or Krishna, we got the mercy and we are very lucky actually. And we should not uh, take this mercy lightly. Very good point, nice observation. So we should not take it lightly ourselves and we should also give it to as many people as possible they can take advantage. Thank you Prabhu for sharing. So now I just want to make a few points about um, availing ourselves to the uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. 
And one point is about establishing atmosphere. Uh, everyone uh, is affected by the atmosphere, both externally and internally. So Srila Prabhupada writes that we should establish the atmosphere in which we can hear, chant, and serve. We should establish the atmosphere in which we can hear, chant, and serve. Hear, chant, and serve. So this is also obviously the advice given by Rupa Goswami, Tanama Rupa Charitari Sukirtananu Smritya Kramena Rasanamanasi Niyoja Tishtan Raje Tananuragi Tananagami Kalam Nayed Akilam Ityupadesha Saram that the essence of all advice is to establish an atmosphere in which we can hear, chant, and serve all the time. So then, uh, as Krishna mentions in his um, talks to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, Yaji, Yajimam, he said, always worship me. So we should, as uh, Krishna recommends in both the Gita and the Bhagavatam, worship him and also worship his devotees, Yaji. And Namaskaru, we should, uh, uh, he, this Namaskaru means to give up everything, including the false ego, uh, that I'm the savior. Uh, Krishna says in, in, the, um, in the Gita, Asuridam Sarva, that I'm the friend of all living entities, means he's the savior. He's the one who saves. It's not us who do it. Uh, we should not think, like sometimes great, they're big philanthropists, and they think about how, well, I'm saving people, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But in the mood of service to Krishna, we shouldn't think like I'm the big savior, I'm helping people. No, it's Krishna. I'm just a representative of Krishna. So um, we, should, we should go out into the world with an empowered heart. If we have this mood uh, that I'm not the savior, Krishna is the savior. I'm not the one to be glorified because I'm preaching. I'm not to be glorified because... I'm doing anything. I'm just a menial servant of Krishna's and I'm a representative. Then this is what we have is an empowered heart. So if we move about the world with an empowered heart, then we'll, we'll feel um, enlivened all the time. And then from the Srimad Bhagavatam 1532, Prabhupada writes, in the absence of, of taste, utilize whatever you have in the service of the Sankirtan movement in the absence of taste. So we may not have taste right away for chanting Hare Krishna or hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. But in the Gita, Krishna says, Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer and give away, do as an offering to me. And Prabhupada says that we should do whatever we do in our life to help spread the Sankirtan movement. This is one of the ways in which we can get that mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, even if we don't have taste yet for all the practices like hearing and chanting. And then um, <clears throat> we can think about how we're serving Srila Prabhupada as our Hegovinda, about uh, we're serving Srila Prabhupada and uh, through uh, following his movement. He set up his movement, the Krishna conscious movement, to follow the parampara, to follow his guru, to follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So by 
cooperating, participating in this movement for spreading Krishna conscious movement all over the world, then uh, Prabhupada's heart opens to us. And uh, what's in his heart? The six Goswamis are there. Uh, all the Acharyas are there in Prabhupada's heart. Krishna's there in his heart. Love for Krishna's in his heart. Um, and uh, Krishna's pastimes. The most refined chanting of Krishna's names is there within his heart. These are what we want. These are the gems that we're talking about. So by serving uh, our founder Acharya through cooperating with this movement, which is very difficult to hold together. You, you have to use all your life's resources, just our little ISV project here. Uh, some of us been here 20, 20 22 years uh, using all our resources, our extra time and everything in this one little place. But what's the result? Uh, Prabhupada's heart is opening to you. And all these things, the six Goswamis are coming to you. The, all the Acharyas, the Krishna, love for Krishna, the most uh, refined knowledge and the process of chanting are coming to you. Krishna's pastimes will come to you through this Acharya Upasanam, worshiping the Acharya by giving your life uh, to, to his process. And another way that uh, you can stay uh, fixed on Lord Chaitanya's mercy is to have an altar at home and uh, to chant in front of your altar because we can take shelter there. You, could, you can be absorbed in working in your house and then taking care of the house and the family and think this is very difficult. But when you become, come in front of your home altar, then you feel relief. Oh, Krishna's here, everything's okay. And also if you keep Srimad Bhagavatam in your house and all the Prabhupada's books, and if you follow the four regulated principles and instructions of the Acharya, no matter where you are, Whatever the outside situation, you'll be protected uh, internally by the mercy of the Lord. So let's just see if there's any last uh, reflections before we have Guru Puja. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Devarata. Jai, I really, really, really loved your point about cooperating in the Sankirtan movement. I've been serving in the deity kitchen just about every day and i'm kind of like an assistant to the cook and what i've noticed a realization from working in the kitchen is that every cook has a particular mood that they carry when they enter the kitchen and as an assistant to the cook the best way to perform your service is to try to tune into the mood that they have and just assist the mood that they have don't try to implement your own ideas even though you may have an idea like you are a cook you know how to do certain things in the kitchen at that time and circumstance you have to just serve the mood of that particular cook and when you do that things move so smoothly they become happy with you you become happy with them and krishna becomes happy with the offering very nice example this is realized knowledge and that's the, the system, actually, the system for advancing devotional service is to attach yourself to a devotee who's doing some significant service and then be of service to that devotee, be an apprentice, be an apprentice devotee. And everyone can find someone uh, in their upline to hook onto. 
and then emulate that person's mood, serve that person, and then naturally Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy will flow down. Excellent, Deva Ratha Prabhu. Very good. I was thinking, Maharaj, that, that this cooperation also involves a little bit of surrender from our side, like surrender our ego. That's true. It does. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Yes. Oh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about actually just what Mother uh, Shraddha Mataji was saying just now about uh, how it requires uh, some surrender. And I was thinking about your point on humility and doing menial service to Lord Chaitanya. Because um, in my situation now, I'm not able to do the service that I was doing before. And it's been like very challenging for me because it's kind of been reduced from dressing. And like I can still make the, make, I can do some, a little bit of cooking, but I have to not bring it into the kitchen. I have to now leave it. Like it's kind of, everything's been reduced. And so I've been trying to really accept that as Krishna's mercy and, and realize that I have to not be attached to doing things the way that I think that I should do them and to, that I have to cooperate and just understand that this is the way that I have to serve now and be satisfied with that. Yes, nice practical example. Uh, there are always going to be uh, shifts in our external circumstances in life. When the body gets older, world situation changes, and then this way of adapting to whatever the situation is in order to fully um, invest ourselves in service. This is uh, the inventive way to get through life and make uh, one's life completely successful. Um, don't waste any time thinking, why me? And don't waste any time thinking like, now I can't do anything. Just take what you can do right now and invest yourself in it. And it always expands. And there's always a lesson behind it when there's some obstacle, actually. And then we don't hesitate, but we go ahead despite the obstacle and do what we can. We find uh, new and better ways and our service expands from that point. Thank you for setting such a good example in that way. You. Are you all stuck inside now there in Florida? Uh, basically, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's good. This is called uh, nigama. The nigamas mean uh, these are the, the literatures that take us within. And this is just the opportunity we have now to be in the Chaturmasya mode and to find out what do I have within? How can I organize my internal environment so much so that when I do get more of an expanded field for service, I'll be able to take more advantage of it. Actually, you know, the, the gopis who were held back from the rasa dance by their families, they, they couldn't go out. Uh, their families physically held them back. They made more advancement than anybody because of the, the intensity of the fire within their hearts to go see Krishna and not being able to do it. That internal desire became so hot that it, burned off any last vestiges of connection to the material world and so forth. So these kinds of restrictions are meant to help us develop a red-hot desire to serve even more. Hare Krishna. Maharaj, do you have time for one question, to take one question? Okay. 
it, this is from Sundar Prabhu, and I'm, it's on chat, and I'm assuming that it That's is right, on a Zoom. We never skip anything from Sundar Prabhu. <laughs> Thank you, Maharaj. So the question is that, can you please elaborate on what is menial service? Is it a state of consciousness, or is it related to external activity? Well, it has a lot to do with the, uh, the consciousness. A menial, uh, <clears throat> the, the actual definition of it is uh, work not requiring much skill and lacking prestige. It comes from French, misne, which means uh, household. It's like uh, ordinary kind of things. That's the sense of it. Um, <clears throat> But there's this other phrase that Prabhupada used to say is about doing the needful. He do what needs to be done. You don't consider uh, this is my position. It's not my position to do this. I, I only do these kinds of things. When you see uh, devotees who are, um, for instance, you see Radnath Maharaj, such an exalted soul. And then like if you, you watch him and he'll do the needful, something needs to be done, you know, He'll clean it himself. I know when I had uh, a different devotee stayed in my house, Jai Dwaitamaraj, he'd stay here and then, you know, he'd eat breakfast and he'd insist to going over and, and washing his own plates. <laughs> he wouldn't let anybody touch it. He, he wanted to wash them. And you see that uh, those, who, whatever their position is, they, they have this sense that, uh, yeah, let me do the, the simple, needful things. So it is, a, it is a mentality, and a lot of it has to do with watching and seeing what needs to be done for Krishna and not discriminating that that's not, that's not my station. I don't do that. I don't touch these things because I'm a this, I'm a that. The devotees don't have those designations, or I should say those devotees who don't have those designations, they're willing to do anything for Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu they really attract the attention of, of Mahaprabhu. Even Bhaktivinoda Thakur, when he talked about this uh, plan of spreading the holy name through the Namhata, and he, he drew up the whole marketing plan, like the Amway thing, they copied it. But then he said, what would his position be in this whole marketing scheme? He said that he was the sweeper in the, market, in the marketplace. He'd just come and clean up afterwards. And then another great soul after him said that I just want to be one stick in the broom of, of, of Bhaktivinoda Thakur that's sweeping the marketplace. So the devotees consider themselves just instrumental in helping whoever is spreading the Krishna consciousness movement. And those devotees become um, empowered because of their mentality. They're open to do anything to spread Krishna consciousness. One of the stories that always really touches me, and it reminds me of, the, of the, um, the, the amount of surrender and mood of this menial service that the devotees had um, for Prabhupada, was when uh, Prabhupada was once challenged at a talk, some man, I think he was a Hindu man, said, so you're spreading Krishna consciousness here and there, but what about in Muslim countries? In other words, he was saying to Prabhupada, yeah, you couldn't do it in a Muslim country. So the prophet told Gargamuni and Brahmananda to immediately go to Pakistan to spread Krishna consciousness. And uh, they just stopped whatever they were doing. Before Prabhupada could retract it, which he did a couple days later or even a day later, 
because he heard there was unrest there and so forth, they had already gotten their tickets and were on their way and actually landed there because they just said, Prabhupada said, go spread Krishna consciousness there, we're going. So there's this sense of being sold out to the instruction of the spiritual master. That's also the mood of being a, a menial servant. Good to see you, Sundar Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Are you are there in your bhajan kutir? What is that, Prabhu? You're in your bhajan kutir doing chaturmasya. <laughs> yes, Prabhu. <laughs> eat off the floor once a day. Yes, sure, Prabhu. Okay. No, I wasn't saying you have to do that. I was surmising that's maybe what you're doing. Hare Krishna. Well, thanks Hare to everybody Krishna. who joined today.
When you say Jai, then you knock away all your problems. They all go flying away. Shri Shri Radha Kun Ki. Jai. 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 All glories to some devotees. All glories to some devotees. Devotee, Hari, 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 Hari